Greetings, programs. Welcome to another episode of the Orlando Ramirez Show. I'm your host, Dr. Orlando Ramirez, and I'm here with another fun-filled episode. This one won't be too long. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to target these episodes to be, you know, anywhere, anywhere between 20 minutes, it could be as little as 20 minutes to about an hour. Um, I'm still working on the overall content and, and hoping to build this show out. So bear with me as I work through that, that whole process. When I started this podcast, one of the things that I wanted to accomplish with this show is I wanted to be able to work through various ideas that I have floating through my, through, floating through my mind. Um, you know, to, to do the actual process of thinking is a very difficult endeavor. Most people, most people don't actually do that process of thinking, right? Because when, when you think about something, to truly, truly think about something, you, you come up with this idea or this topic and you need to assess or analyze that from a variety of different angles, which means you have to create opposing views in your own mind to think about things. You have to look for holes consider your own biases. You have to look for holes and look for uh, illogical conclusions that you might be, might be drawing. And so you're, you're constantly having to challenge yourself to really think through something is a very difficult endeavor. And most of us, most times people do not do that. When we're thinking about things just in a general way, we tend to think about our one particular viewpoint and not consider any other viewpoints. And so creating this particular show was a way for me to talk about these different ideas, put it out into the world. <clears throat> and if I start getting people sending me emails or contacting me saying, hey, your ideas are crazy, well, then that's good. Because essentially that means as a group, we're thinking about different topics. And if I get that additional feedback, which is really important. So other people in essence act as those different viewpoints within my own mind, if you will. So I'm extending it by sort of broadcasting out, disseminating these thoughts and ideas out into the, <clears throat> out into the universe. So that's what this was all, that's what this whole thing is supposed to be about. This show is supposed to be about. Now, of course, I started thinking about what is it that I wanted to talk about for this particular week. There has been a lot of information <clears throat> or a lot of new, new information in the realm of politics that are certainly interesting and certainly worth talking about, but I'm not going to get into that. I've talked a little bit about some of that on my other podcast, The Fusion Underground, and if you want to check out those, those ideas, feel free to go over to thefusionunderground.net and you'll be able to find different podcasts that me and a dear friend of mine have been putting out into the internet on that particular show. For example, last week we talked about Joe Biden's announcement of Kamala Harris as VP. And I talked about why that particular pick was, pick was not a very good pick politically, politically speaking. And we've also had other conversations around teachers unions and various other things. We even have a, an episode, I think it was a very good episode. It was around Black Lives Matter when a few weeks ago when that was really uh, growing and, and becoming, becoming a thing. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about political 
stuff, at least on this, on today's episode. There is, there is one, there is one minor thing that, I, well, and I shouldn't say minor. It's not a minor thing at all. There was a video that came out. This was um, something that, uh, an event that happened in Portland. You know, they've been rioting in Portland every night for the last 80 days or so, however long it's been. And there was a video this morning of BLM, Antifa, thugs who they were they were protesting on the on the streets and they were blocking traffic and because they were blocking traffic another driver a driver of a pickup truck crashed his vehicle like ran it into a telephone pole or something like that and the protesters pulled him out of his vehicle and there was another there was a woman in the vehicle vehicle with him they pulled this guy out of the vehicle and then they proceeded to beat him within an inch of his life. The last that I heard was that this, this person, this, this guy is in the hospital and he has not yet recovered consciousness. And then not only did these, not only did these rioters beat this man to within an inch of his life, they filmed it, obviously. They filmed it, put it up on the web, and then they robbed him. They rifled through his belongings that were in his truck, taking whatever it is that they wanted to lay claim to. And how long are we going to tolerate this? I think there's a growing number of people throughout the country who are sick of this. I could be wrong. Now, let's assume for a moment go back in time, let's assume for a moment that Antifa and BLM had a message that was worth listening to. And they may have, okay? For the sake of argument, let's just say that they did have a message that was worth hearing, that was worth talking about in the public sphere. I think these people have lost that message. I think they have lost control of, the, of whatever narrative they thought they had initially. After all, it's been 80-some days now that they've been rioting. They're attacking the businesses of innocent civilians in the area. Now they've attacked and beat this man within an inch of his life. And who knows? I really hope that he recovers but we don't know what his recovery is going to be like. We don't know what type of brain damage he may have suffered. Part of one of the videos shows him getting kicked just violently in the head. He was, you know, and he couldn't even, he wasn't even bracing for it because the other, the attacker came out of nowhere, came from behind him to kick him. So he wasn't even prepared for it. So who knows what type of, what type of complications that, this drive, that the driver of this truck is going to suffer or has suffered. I really do hope he makes a full recovery. Part of the problem is the police chief, I think it was the police chief in Portland, or the attorney general, I think it was the new attorney general there in, Port, in, the, in Oregon there in the Portland area, said that just a, a week or so ago, said that people who are arrested for these protests and riots 
will not suffer jail time. So he's basically, anybody who gets arrested is basically let go. So the message that that sent was, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to be released without any, without suffering any type of penalty or jail time or fines or anything like that. So when somebody in, a, in the public sphere makes that kind of a comment and says, we're not going to prosecute you, it can do one thing and one thing only, and that is embolden the rioters to continue doing what it is that they're doing. And that is something that the American people should not be willing to tolerate. If you believe that BLM and Antifa have an important message, and maybe you believe in their priorities, you believe in their messaging, that's okay. You're entitled to do so. But as a responsible American, as a responsible adult in our society, you have to be able to call out and say, the violence needs to stop. Because you're losing, you're losing people. You're losing your audience. You're not winning any, you're not winning the hearts and minds of other Americans. In fact, the violence that you're committing is causing people to turn away from you. It's causing people to tune you out. People are choosing not to listen to the arguments that they're trying to say. We need people, we need leadership on the left to call out the rioters, hold them accountable, and quite frankly, tell them to knock it off. Okay, so I'm done talking about that. Um, there was, um, I saw a quote today and I'm just paraphrasing it. I believe it was from, or the credit of the quote was given to Socrates. And it was something along the lines, I don't remember it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of a life that if, now let me, let me start over. If you do not reflect on your life, then that life is not worth living. And I thought about that quite a bit today, this morning as I was thinking about this particular show. And I think that's really important. I think that's, I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear. And I think it's something that people need to focus more on in their own lives. And so that's something I wanted to talk about, right? You have to spend time reflecting on your life. What, it, what, it, what is it that you've accomplished? What is it that you're trying to accomplish your goals? Who are those people in your life? Who knows? There are, probably a thousand and one different things that you can reflect on. Were you successful in one endeavor? Were you not successful? What have you learned from your failures? What have you learned from your successes? What motivates you? What are things that you would like to learn? Are there any new skills you would like to acquire? You should reflect on your life and what it is that you're working toward and what it is that you've accomplished. This is a very, this is a very stoic mentality. You know, the stoics, they value reflecting and thinking about your current life. Because if we spend time thinking about our life, if we spend time thinking about our successes, our failures, 
we can put them into proper context. We can, yes, we can be successful. But by thinking on that and figuring out how that success plays into our everyday lifestyle, we can ensure that they don't, that those successes do not consume us. And same with, same with our failures. If we think on our failures, how we failed, why we failed, and really analyze those things, what did we control in the process? Then not only are you going to be able to find ways to improve your performance in the future, but you're also going to find ways to not make your failures consume your life and cause and cause such anxiety or depression. And when you think about your life and you think about everything that you have to accomplish or that you need to focus on, you can also spend time putting them in the proper context. By thinking on our lives, by thinking on what's going on in our lives day to day, we can help, we can, we can control the amount of stress that we, that we create for ourselves. You know, a lot of the stress that we live under is created because of our response to an external stimulus. There was another quote that I remember reading that said something along the lines of life is 10% the way that I, or no, life is 10% of the things that happen to me and 90% of how I respond to those things. And so by taking the time to reflect on what's happening in your life, you can also reflect and properly think about how you respond to those events. Are you controlling it? Are you able to, if something bad happens in your life that you determine is a negative thing, you can react very emotionally toward that. You might react with anxiety. You might react with anger. You might react with fear. But if you think about it and you think about what it is that you can do about that particular event, that has come into your life, then you might realize that it's okay, that I can work the problem. And if I can work the problem, then there's nothing to worry about. If I am working the problem, then there's nothing to worry about. On the flip side of that, if you can't work the problem, if there's nothing you can do about it, then when you reflect on that, you might just realize, well, then why worry about it anyway? If there's nothing you can do about it, why bother getting yourself tied up into knots worrying about it? But the big reason, you know, the big reason why you want to reflect is you want to, you want to make sure or you should be thinking about, am I pursuing things that are meaningful? Am I pursuing things that are meaningful to me or meaningful to my family? You know, we often think about, or we often ask ourselves, am I happy? We ask other people, are you happy in your life? But I think a better question is to, is to ask, am I doing things that are meaningful? 
not just am I happy. Because here's the thing, if you are working toward things that are meaningful, if you are doing things that are meaningful in your life, then happiness is going to be a naturally following event or outcome, I should say. If you're working on something that's meaningful and you're challenging yourself in a way that enhances your life and or enhances the lives of others around you, then happiness will be a natural result of your actions. You'll feel more fulfilled in your life. And so I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from the ability to reflect. Think about that. Are you working on things that are meaningful? Are you working on things that are meaningful to your health? Are you working on things that are meaningful to your career? Or meaningful to your own personal development? Or meaningful to your family? Now there's a hierarchy in there, right? There's a sense of hierarchy that you need to explore. You need to understand what the hierarchy of all of those different things are. It's very easy to look at what's meaningful for you or meaningful for your family or meaningful for your career. But it's another thing to then prioritize them based on, on what, is, what holds a greater meaning than something else. Do you need to work on something meaningful for your, for your career or over the next few months, is it better for you to work on something meaningful for yourself? I can't answer that question. Only you can. But it's a question that's worth asking. Maybe you've been spending a lot of time focused on, focused on work. And maybe it's time for you to spend I'm not saying leave your job or not do your job, but maybe it's time that you've earned a little bit of me time. Perhaps taking up that new hobby that you wanted, you've been wanting to take up to give yourself something to focus on, something to relax, something to do while you relax and unwind from the day. Or perhaps you've been meaning to read <clears throat> various books that you've been collecting. Maybe by reading those books, it'll provide more meaning for your life. You'll in, improve your, you know, add to your existing knowledge about a topic. Or maybe you just want to read for pure enjoyment. So when you think on your life and reflect on your life, and you look at those things that you want to do that are meaningful for you, Make sure you put them in the proper context and hierarchical order that makes sense for your life in this moment. And everybody's going to be different. Everybody is going to have a different hierarchical structure about what is meaningful for them. And that's okay. And it may shift. You may need to put the needs of your family and do what are meaning things that are meaningful for your family first right now for the next few months because of a specific because of specific things that are happening within your family. But then over time, you may switch that. And it may come time for you to put your career first so that you can focus on that a little bit more and do and, do and find things that are meaningful to advance your own career, or at least develop skills that can enhance your career. 
And then you may reprioritize in a few months and put yourself at the top of that priority list. My point being, it's completely malleable based on the context of your life. But you'll never know that unless you take time on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis to reflect on how your life is going. And almost every single one of us will encounter a time where we have to prioritize our health over other things. And so then I have to do, or you will have to do things that are meaningful for your health before you do things that are meaningful for you or for your family. Although yes, your health is about you, but you might have to put certain things on the back burner. Maybe you have to put certain books that you wanted to read, or maybe you wanted to wanting to take a class you might have to put that on the back burner while you focus on your health. And that's what I was referring to. So take time, reflect on your life, reduce those, reduce that stress by finding out, are you, are you capable of handling the stressors in your life? What stressors, what are, what are things that you don't need to worry about? What are things that you can hand off to other people? to deal with. If you do those things, then you just might find that your own stress goes down and that you're able to lead a more meaningful life, generally speaking. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for, thanks for listening. If, as always, if you want to contact me, you want to send emails, please send them to omramirez3 at outlook.com. I read through all the different emails and I'll, in many cases, I'll even reply. So thanks everybody. Take care.